Ten ways to save money for a car. Buying a car is a big investment, and you may not want to get a loan for the full amount. Before you start car shopping, learn how to save money for a car by setting a budget, comparing different vehicles, and setting up systems that make it more simple to save. Number one, set a budget. It's hard to gauge what you can afford if you haven't checked the numbers yet. Go over your income and monthly financial obligations, including your rent or a mortgage payment, utility bills, and student loans. You may also want to track your expenses to get an idea of how much you're spending on things like groceries, eating out, and shopping. And here's the thing, right? One of the easiest ways to save money, right, just right off the bat, is when it comes to groceries. Literally, just get any non-brand name item that you normally get, and you'll basically cut down your grocery bill in half. So, calculate how much room you have in your budget for a car payment. This will help you determine how much money you should save for a down payment. A common rule is that you shouldn't spend more than fifteen percent of your monthly net income on a monthly auto payment. Number two, save automatically. If you haven't set up a savings account yet, that may be a good place to start. When you're setting up a savings account for the first time, try to find a high yield account that offers a competitive interest rates and low fees. And this is typically more. Like purely online saving accounts, so having a savings account that is separate from your checking account can help you keep track of exactly how much money you have for a down payment for your car or to pay it in cash, which I highly recommend. One bank account may make it more difficult to keep track of your car savings as money comes in and out to pay for other things. When you set up a standalone savings account, you can also set up automatic contributions for when you get paid, which could make it easier to keep track of your new funds. Doing so can help give you a clearer picture on what you can afford. You could also try a money-saving app to help automate your savings. Which a good example of this is Acorns, and if you were to go. Down below in the description, and click on fortyandbox.com. You could actually just see how to automate your investing and savings, and just click that, and you could be able to download Acorns, and it just automatically invests and saves money for you. Number three, get a side job. If your full-time job just pays the current bills, you may be able to take on some extra work to start saving for a car. Getting a side job can help you save extra. A side job may include selling homemade goods online, working as a virtual assistant, or delivering someone's groceries. Earning a little extra cash can go a long way, giving you the chance to put more toward a car, borrow less money, and possibly lower your monthly payment. Number four, cut out extra expenses. If your current budget doesn't give you much room to save for a car. See where you can lower your expenses or cut them out completely. That doesn't mean you have to permanently go without something, but it may make sense to trim costs for a set period so you can save. For instance, it may help to stop using your credit card for certain purchases you feel aren't truly necessary. Try limiting your credit card spending to things like gas and groceries for a few months. If you're not using your gym membership, 
cancel it for now if you can, right? And hit the pavement around the neighborhood for free instead. Number five, trade in or sell your old car. Trading in your vehicle to help fund your next purchase is often a good option to lower the overall amount you owe on your vehicle, on your new vehicle. Now the thing with this, right? You got to be careful because if you do this to a dealership, you're going to basically get slapped around, right? Like it's, it's going to be bad. They're going to, you know, really undercut how much you could really trade in your car for. That being said, I have done this. And the only reason why it actually made sense was because the car was about to get to a point because a mechanic actually looked at the car before trading it in. It's like, hey, like you're going to have to do some like really heavy expenses to fix this car. Like after a few more miles or, you know, maybe a extra like thousand miles kind of thing. It's basically like letting me know, hey, this could be very expensive and basically saying, like, you should really, you know, kind of think about maybe getting a different car, right? So in that specific case, it's actually better for me to trade in the car for a better car. Because that car was a Mustang with over 100,000 miles. And so, yeah, let's just say not having a car with 100,000 miles is a good feeling. So to get the most money, you want to compare what different dealers will offer you for the car. Research what your car is likely worth on sites like Edmunds and Kelly Blue Book to see if your trade-in offer seems reasonable, right? Keith, word there, reasonable. You could also sell this to a individual. But be cautious about negative equity on your current car before you decide to trade it in. Negative equity means you owe more on your car loan than what your car is worth. If this is the case, I would never trade in that car. Never, right? Just pay off that car. If there's work to it, pay for it. Just fix it up. Then either sell it after at the end of it or get like a bridge loan to cover the cost of this negative equity with like your local credit union and sell the car so that you have like that difference basically and you just pay that off and get a cheap cash car because this is the thing right you do not want to carry a massive car loan like you just don't number six go back a few years another way to know how to buy a used car and save on your purchase is to seek out a model that's a few years old or one that doesn't have the very latest body style the newest cars and trucks come at a premium because the current models have the latest state-of-the-art technology and all the new bells and whistles. If you research what's already been out there for some time, you find makes and models that already pack a good bit of this tech under their hoods and inside their cabins. If you're dead set on driving a luxury car, consider a used model from several years ago. A good example of this is that I had a family member that bought a used car that if they were to have bought it brand new would have been over a hundred thousand dollars right it was like a bmw 7 series like dash something right but it was easily over a one hundred thousand dollar car brand new but what they did was they actually bought a 7 series that was like 
four years old that had about 30, 35,000 miles on it. And it only cost them about 35000 to $40,000, right? So that's like a pretty massive difference. And so if they were to buy that car brand new, they would have lost almost $60,000, like just basically burning that money, right, within four years. That's pretty crazy to really think about, right? And that's just the price of the car. That's not including insurance, gas, anything like that, repairs, right? So you have the chance to drive a premium vehicle from an established brand at a lower price. Number seven, look for base models. Base models have fewer features, usually entertainment, navigational aids, etc., and as a result could be a better fit within smaller budgets. If you're not a fan of a lot of bells and whistles, you could forego the Bluetooth and some of the other driver aids out there. This will let you focus on your driving and will help keep your costs down. Number eight, shop by total cost of ownership. It's one thing to buy a car or truck, and it's another thing to pay for the repair and maintenance costs that go beyond the sticker price. Things like maintenance, fuel costs, insurance, finance charges, and vehicle license registration and taxes are definitely worth factoring into your long-term ownership budget. Number nine, consider an electric or hybrid vehicle. Gas might be cheap now, but in the event it gets more expensive, the cost of fuel could weigh on your purchasing decision. You can see the total cost of ownership point above. Hybrid and electric vehicles have been on the market for years now, and the range grows more and more as technology advances and give batteries the ability to hold more charge. These days, almost every manufacturer offers at least one electric or hybrid version of their mainstream models as an alternative to cars and trucks that burn gasoline or diesel fuel. Many of these vehicles let drivers travel more than 45 miles on a gallon of gas. Or in the case of the 2016 Nissan Leaf, drivers can avoid the gas pump entirely and cover more than 100 miles on a fully charged battery. Or if you want a little bit more status, check out a Tesla right and also with the whole autopilot thing and that's just another way that you could save a whole bunch of money just on commuting right and this is like really ideal for people who end up driving close to an hour to work and then an hour back right like this could save you hundreds of dollars a month number 10 wait until the next model year can you wait before needing to make a purchase if yes, use this extra time to research your needs and wait out the new models. Now why do this? New model year vehicles and the releases can trigger sales of previous models. Dealers will, eager, will be eager to move these now dated vehicles off their lots to make room for the newer inventory. Check out 40inbox.com to master your money. Personal finance lessons and courses, want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. And give your thoughts down below.